Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. All right, Waluigi. Hey. We got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Uh, wow. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> these so kids like are doing. That's <laughs> right. And running the boards is Joey D's. Wario. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Wow. On today's show, we will talk Magic the Gathering. If what? you didn't know, a new magic set has come out. Hey. <laughs> we will discuss how Mark Ruffalo is dealing with being the Hulk in the MCU. And I say being because... He still might be. Ooh. Yes, we might get to that more, but we've also got the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. .com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes. Absolutely. And one of the things I like is the fact that when we named this show BJ Shay's Geek Nation, it was because we wanted to get some feedback from you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening to what we do and all the geekiness. Um, because for us, it's a bit of an outlet just to be able to talk about this geeky stuff and, uh, you know, just not worry about so much everything else that's going on out in the outside world. Uh, like when I talked about Fallout 76, sure, it's the post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland, but it's also escaped from our current post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland. Hey! And so I want to hear from you. Send us a message like Vicky said. Vicky. Vicky. Like, like Vicky said. Uh, either like uh, bjgeeknation at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message, a tweet. Tell us what geeky thing you're doing to get through all of this. BJ is making sure that uh, he gets his board game fix going on. Oh, yeah. We talked about it last week. Or... Uh, not last week. Complained uh, about it last dude, week. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah Monday. on Monday. Yeah, on yeah. Monday. Yeah, not last week. A couple days ago. Um, but you know, just what are you doing to have some fun? I mentioned I was downloading some uh, other games that I haven't gotten to quite yet, but uh, I'm excited to go play Bioshock because it's an old school game I never got into. Last of Us is the same thing on that. I'm, I'm just going to stick with Fallout for a while. This but. is a great time to get your kids into nerdy stuff. Show them yeah. your old comic books or action figures. See, what you need to do is you yeah. need to tell your children how awesome it is to paint minis, and then you get <laughs> them to paint all your miniatures for your board games, your war gaming, your Dungeons and Dragons, and then look at that. You'll have all these awesome painted minis, and the kids will be quiet for a while. Keep the super glue We're away from hoping. them, though. Yeah, yeah. We're hoping they'll be quiet for a while. Yeah, and if they're too quiet, they're probably painting something you don't want them to paint, Whoa. so Go check on that. Yes. <laughs> or you can just have Henry Cavill do it. Uh, what? Henry Cavill. You know, Superman. Yeah. Witcher, he's, that's all he's doing right now in isolation. He's doing war. He's painting his little war hammers. He posted oh, it on Instagram. Nice. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is perfect. That's so funny. Another thing you could possibly do is, you've got time, teach your children how to play magic. 
That's right. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if they uh, if they uh, need to read or not because, well, uh, if you're someone like uh, – if your kid's someone like Joey Dees. That's me. Yeah, he uh, learned to play Magic before he could read. That's true. And it's been a while, uh, and you, you're still playing. I am still playing. <laughs> yeah, off and on here. It's, yeah. You know, it turns out the mobile market and uh, the, the, the computer market – well, they can also play Magic Gathering. You don't have to be in person anymore. Exactly, which is a really, uh, it's a great thing in terms of what we're dealing with now. Um, they've got Magic Online, MTGO, uh, which is usually how I play, but they also have Magic Arena, which is a little, it's a, a little bit more streamlined, and they're trying to make it way more accessible because Magic is a very complicated game. That's right. It's so much easier. First standard, the new sets, anything newer, MTGO yes. Arena is where you want to go. Anything mm-hmm. older, definitely MTGO. You can still play the new stuff on MTGO. If yeah, you, have, you know, currency or product there, or your friends are there, mm-hmm. but. Arena is streamlined. It's a lot easier. Taps your mana for you half the time. It's great. <laughs> uh, but they did just release their new set last week, uh, I believe Thursday. Uh, and now I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Ikoria? I think it's Ikoria or Ikoria. I'm not Ikoria. 100%. Because I'm just looking at words right now and, you know. Yeah, you words, it. right? Yeah. Layer of the beam. And there was yes. no pre-release, unfortunately, for this. No. Thank you, COVID. Yeah. And so I know that they're going to try to figure out how to do release events in the future, and they're just going to combine it all. But to be perfectly honest, at this point in time, we don't oh, know no, what's going to be happening. There could be another set coming out by then. Right? Yeah. And so we just don't know. But, yeah, I love this one because the first thing is that when you hear Lair of the Behemoths, you think of big monsters. Yeah, you do. And this is like kaiju Godzilla-esque sort of stuff. So much that they made uh, Godzilla cards that are the actual cards of in the, in the set, but they are made to be like Godzilla and oh. like Mothra and all this. So it'll say like Mothra or Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla, and then under it, it'll give the actual name of the card, and then it'll have uh, special art, but it'll have all of the attributes and the stats of the normal card. Goosebumps, Rev. Yeah. They've finally done it. I have been waiting for Wizards to finally give their IP shareability like will marvel do this will what big companies will do this now because the cards are literally the same names as like you said from the Mm -hmm. godzilla franchise and it reminds me of uh a couple uh may couple of years ago when they put out the my little pony magic card the transformers magic card and these were actual magic cards but they did some crazy stuff with them some they did alternate arts some weren't legal in play oh yeah absolutely these are all legal they're the special editions that kind of similar to the way you would see the alternate art god but these are just actual alternate arts with Godzilla on them yeah. with, in the name. Yeah, they look super cool. And the whole theme of the set is you just build up a giant monster and that goes with along with the new mechanic, Mutate. Yeah, and I thought, like, and the way that they decided to do this was really cool because when you mutate a creature, you cast it for the mutate cost and then you put it on top or below a creature on the board. So it's kind of like a creature enchantment. Yeah, I'll make it very easy for you guys. All right. You're going to get one creature if you mutate. All that changes, right? All that changes is the power and toughness. If you put the guy on top, you get its power and toughness. If you put it on bottom, you get the creature that originally was in play's power and toughness. You get all the abilities regardless. So all that you're looking to do is pretty pretty much put so, the power and toughness. So, so the top creature, the top creature's power and toughness comes into play, but then all of the stuff in the boxes, that's yours. That's right. 
Oh. It, it make, it's interesting because Ooh. it reminds me of Bestow. Yep, exactly. Um, and just normal creature enchantments. Now, is, is, is it an all or nothing? Do you know? Because it's kind of confusing. If they fall off, so for instance, if you kill the creature in response, you get the original mutate creature. So the one that was coming into play. Oh, okay. Same idea as Bestow. Okay, cool. And then what happens if you actually have a full mutated creature? Because like you can do it multiple times. Say oh, yeah. you've got three mutations on a creature and you kill that creature. Creature, all of it goes away, right? Correct. Okay, okay. So it's like a creature enchantment would be. Yes, exactly. You don't get the benefit of it when uh, bestow, like where you used to yeah. kind of do that weird thing. That but. makes removal pretty powerful then. Instant speed removal especially too, because sometimes, right, if I put a, a mutated creature uh, into play on a creature that already is in play, mm-hmm. it gets haste essentially. Oh yeah. So if you sometimes you need to kill the creature in response so that they don't just immediately destroy you with an attack or something. There are so many cool layers to this set. I've heard from a lot of people yeah. that it's one of the most complicated but fun sets to play. So good or bad, you know, beginner or you know, you know, advanced player, you're going to enjoy this set for Every great reason magic there's like, has. There's like birdfish. There's like just all sorts of crazy. I think that I saw like some sort of like fox, like slimer. I just, it's all over the place with these creatures. Creature yeah. types matter because you can't mutate onto humans, I believe. Yes, this has got to be a non-human. Yep. Yeah. And they brought back the ultimatum. So this is a big multicolor oh, set. Oh, yeah. And I tell you, man, the bread and butter of magic is being able to play whatever you want. You know, I've always said that, you know, that's kind Truth. of what they drive to now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the smartest thing they've done because there's nothing worse than liking colors and not being able to play them True. or liking certain spells and not being able to play them. You've got mana. They have tri lands now that have every land type on them. Yes, which I think is huge. Also, not only for like standard and such, but for like uh, eternal formats. Um, I'm thinking like modern or even just like commander, like having fetch lands to be able to get the specific lands and all of these lands. I know the tri lands, the rare tri lands, uh, they come into play tap. They tap for three mana of whatever shard or wedge or whatever the hell they are at this point in time. But also at that same point in time, they cycle cycling because they're bringing cycling back. And that's my, that's my favorite limited mechanic because you can print a lot of good and or mediocre cars and throw cycling on there. Build the mechanic into the limited set, and then all of a sudden they become almost top tier commons. Yes, because you don't, even if you can't cast it, or if it's got a very limited thing, maybe it's like a destroy an enchantment or artifact, and say your opponent doesn't play any of those, or you haven't seen anything worthwhile, you can just discard it to cycle through your deck to get a different card that may help you. Exactly. So the hype was real for this set. Uh, The response has been great so far. I'm very excited to play it a little bit more myself. You know, I might have gotten one draft in so far, but you know, I've got time now, so uh, I'll be online. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm gonna I'm gonna check up out on both arena. I'm gonna reload back up my old arena account because I played it at the very beginning. Uh, and I just never got into it because I always wanted to play commander. You want to play commander? Yeah. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if you said that, but I was looking at the tri lands, but they are off. They're, they're the off color tri lands. Like you've got you've got basically the one that it might be the ones that they're not aligned with. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm noticing. Like the middle color will be like red, and then it'll also give give you blue it'll give you white which are your off colors for red yes and all so they have three they have five trilands for each that for each one so it's not for you know it's not for synergy that you would have like a red green or red black it is mm-hmm. hey you know what if for some reason like joey said red doesn't usually play well with blue or with white but you can with these trilands 
Uh, it's, a, s- it's a great, I mean, th- th- that really is a great land to get. And they seem to follow the uh, the tricolors for the cons of Tarkir uh, of those clans. Yeah, Makes, yeah. So Junk, these Teemer, Sultai, uh, Jeskai, and Boros. Yeah. And the Boros mean, is no, not it. Boros uh, is not uh, it. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot one. I know. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, buddy. Bordis, but that's from something yeah. else. Is not <laughs> the cool thing, and, and the mutate cost is cheaper than the casting cost. So which it should be. Yeah, which that's where the you know where it, it it's it's got so much versatility than enchantments because especially if you're playing uh, boost, if you're playing a draft or especially sealed, the trouble that you have in life is that you can't use great enchantments because then they take creature slots. But if you've got creature slots that you go, all right, if I draw this early, I can mutate it. If I draw it late, it's a creature, so it's not an enchantment. It can actually help me. I love that versatility. That's mutate looks amazing. Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones where I want to check out, and because it just seems so far out there, uh, even for a magic set, um, that I want to play it to see how it works out. And like, there's some even interesting like storyline implications. And I've always loved the magic storyline, but when you're seeing some things with certain art that might make a callback to certain um, blind blind eternities monstrosities, like I'm kind of excited to see if they're actually if it's a red herring or if they're actually looking to bring back uh, the Eldrazi. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> isn't that exciting? <laughs> I don't like to say this, but normally when you do a huge multicolor set, one of the themes that Wizards does in the next set is goes heavily colorless because they yeah. work well together. So who knows? Emerald might come back. All like, I know is Shroud is a pretty damn good mechanic with mutate. Oh, hexproof. Yeah, they got rid of uh, Shroud. Hexproof. I'm sorry. Okay, hexproof. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. Would Shroud. Yeah, yeah Shroud, Shroud wouldn't hexproof. work, but hexproof. Yeah, hexproof is a really good mechanic I for re- that. And oh, I really, yeah. really hope that they kind of dial back on hexproof, which they have, um, because it's it's one of those ones. Yeah, if you stick hexproof on a mutated guy and you're just building him all up, yeah, that's called Voltroning. And while it's super, super awesome, <laughs> and also on theme, thinking about it, um, it yeah. can get ridiculous really quick. Get me a hexproof creature stat, <laughs> like we talked about last episode. You know. These games telling a story. Oh, man, every game is going to tell a story about you building one of those Voltrons. Absolutely. Uh, I did mention on Monday about the best nerdy virtual tours available, and this is available on our Facebook page, um, but Comic Book Resources put out the best ones, and the first one, BJ? Yes. You can do a virtual tour Thanks to the BBC of the TARDIS. I like this. You can explore it 360 degrees with guides along the way to remind Whovians of important moments that took place in the machine during 12's tenure. So it's the 12th Doctor's oh, so version. This, so this is Capaldi's version, yeah. Yes, and there's a picture of him right there. Look at that. <laughs> so you'll be able to do that, and fans can also travel back in time to visit the first Doctor's TARDIS through the same site as well as the 11th through Google Street View at a location called the Earl's Court Police Box. Oh, boy. I would love to see all the Tardises. Tardises? Tardises? Yeah, I would love to see every because the interior has changed in a lot of ways over the years, so that would be fun to see everybody's Tardis interior. Now, I don't know if anybody knows what the Winchester Mystery House is. This is a real place. It's not a fictional thing. Oh, okay. I think I've seen a thing about it. It's the house that's supposedly really haunted that has, like, Stairs going up to nothing and yes. doors that open up to outside and you're on like the second or third floor or something. A- absolutely. I've seen that. So it's a mansion in San Jose, California. The original farmhouse was purchased in 1886 by Sarah Winchester, the William of William Winchester, who was the founder of the Winchester Firearms Company. All right. Uh, Sarah, who was superstitious, was told by a psychic to build a home 
to contain the spirits of those killed by Winchester rifles, so the house was under construction for decades. Horror enthusiasts will love the atmosphere and the story behind this place, and it was adapted into a 2018 film, Winchester, starring Helen Mirren. And like Vicky says, there's stairs that go nowhere. There's doors that just open into, like, brick walls. There's, and it's all made to trap spirits. Uh, so a little, a little, a lot. Yeah, it is creepy. Uh, I will not be going there. Yeah, <laughs> Virtually well, or any other way. Exactly. Well, um, maybe you want to get your ass to Mars. Okay. Yes. Right. Is that, now, can I Oculum, uh, uh, Oculum Rift this, or is it just right now on my, t- on my, on my screen? It's still a virtual tour. Ah, oh, dang it. I want it on my screen. But the, pro- my head. <laughs> but the project is a collaboration between NASA and Google, and it takes the viewers to the surface of Mars through a 3D landscape made from the Curiosity rover's footage. It gives the viewers the opportunity to venture through through the Martian landscape and learn more about Mar- the Mars mission. That'd be cool. And maybe see Matt Damon. <gasps> Matt Damon! If you just want to check out studios, uh, Warner Brothers is doing a virtual studio tour, which is pretty awesome. So is Universal Parks and Disney Parks. And even if you wanted to, it's not a theme park, but you could go check out the White House. That's pretty cool. Okay. Right? Like in the White House or just around it? Uh, you can go into it, yeah. Ooh, well, I mean, actually, that. that would be kind of cool. I already saw X-Men too. It's fine. <laughs> oh, right. I did too. You're right. I've seen it. Oh, thanks for that one, Vicky. I love it. <laughs> um, so those are a lot of things to kind of do and a lot of things that you can kind of figure out. With How much does this cost? Uh, free because it's virtual. What? Right? It's free. Where can I go again? Uh, you can go to the internets. Uh, lots of different things, but we got some links posted right there. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, let's check out some other things. And I did mention that Mark Ruffalo is, uh, people are looking to see if we wanted, because we mentioned this before, that, uh, he may be on, uh, She-Hulk. Well, yeah, because we got no more Tony Stark. We got no more, uh, or I should say basically Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. Those guys are gone from what we, uh, from the way the Avengers ended. So, well, yeah, what about Hulky? Well, first off that he does confirm that... Uh, a Hulk appearance in She-Hulk is on the table, which it confirms that he's interested in it. <laughs> but beyond that, there's nothing really beyond it. Smart Hulk, you think? Um, Professor yeah, Hulk? I mean, it, yeah. it would have... Well, it depends on what, what time they go with this oh, right. as well. The if fact that we haven't seen She-Hulk ever in the Avengers universe makes me think it's got to be present day or later. Yeah, but what if she was just hanging out after the snap? I don't know. I figured that they would put something in on that at that point, right? It feels really lame if they did, if they if she was around and she never participated. Did she ever go to like the Red Planet or what was it? Was it Hulk Red or am I, yeah. am I getting it confused with something else? Well, they combined Hulk. That one. Yeah, Planet Hulk was combined with the uh, with uh, the Ragnarok story, right? Yes. Because it was, yeah, because that was when we first saw Korg. So, yes. yeah, yeah. And we're um, going to get more Korg in the next one, apparently. Yeah, we are. We're going to get more of his backstory. Um, so, it would be interesting to see where they would put it. Uh, because I could see, like, maybe in the five years while uh, Bruce Banner, well, is Bruce Banner, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. I, can I always get those confused between him and what David Banner? David Banner was the, <laughs> we can't call him Bruce for some reason. Bill yeah, Bixby right. says no. <laughs> and so, like, uh, we never got to see him turn into Professor Hulk. So it would be interesting to maybe like him trying to figure out during the five years of the snap how uh, how to you know come to terms with Hulk and Banner 
and then bringing them together. And maybe it might be through like a blood transfusion sort of thing, sciencing it all up Ooh. and then getting She-Hulk and them coming together to bring him. I don't know. But maybe something along those lines. You know what? You've just written the entire screenplay. I did. And look at me. Hmm. Don't go to me on this gun, guys. I'll flesh it out a little bit. Um, some other stuff about Mark Ruffalo, though. Uh, he mentioned to Variety that he tried to actually get them, uh, MCU, Marvel, and all of them to uh, not cast him as the Incredible Hulk in 2012's Avengers. He tried to tell Joss Whedon not to do it. Hmm. And he says that he was apprehensive to step into the Hulk's giant shoes. Quote, I did try to talk them out of casting me. I said, I don't know if I'm the right guy. I've never done anything like this. Uh, Between Joss and Robert Downey Jr., they were pretty convincing that I could do it. Uh, He added that nerves nearly got the better of him, saying, I was scared. I was really scared. I'm still scared. The technological aspect of it makes it really hard to work that way. I struggle with all the time. I struggle with it all the time. But my motto is to make your fear your friend. Just keep pushing yourself into those places where you feel scared and challenged. I mean, that's some really, like, just some good things to say in general, just about the way you be with anything. He pulled it off really well, I think. And that was, too, like, I thought he was, I think he's the best Hulk that we've seen. Yeah, and now you can imagine when they're like, hey, you're going to spend a lot of time in this makeup chair. He's like, I, oh. Or even just, like, the CGI. The mocap. I think that's probably what he's afraid of was, uh, like, you know, all of that was mocapped when he was, especially Professor Hulk. Yeah. So how much, you know, yeah, like, who's who's he acting in front of? You're wearing, like, basically, like, a weird, like, like her suit with uh, balls all over it. Pardon me? <laughs> well, like, I know in some of them he had like the big, you know, helmety the dealy yeah, that was because like a that's, foot or two taller than him. that's where the actors have to look at yes. oh, so they can so actually pretend, do that. Yeah, pretend they're looking mm-hmm. at, you know, Hulk. Oh, boy. And yeah, that can be really strange. It'd just be like, I understand why in like the early uh, Star Wars movies, where some of the actors' portrayals are a little wooden because they're literally on just on like a giant green screen. Yeah. Like you can't it's like pretend that there is like, you know, this beautiful, you know, like science fiction landscape out there. But you're looking at just a green screen for someone like I just it it would just be hard to get into that sort of thing. Definitely. And then finally, Mark Ruffalo, he really wants a Hulk Wolverine movie. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Yes. I think that's where Wolverine made his first appearance was in one of the Hulks. Yes. And then uh, I, I think it was the Ultimate Universe where uh, Hulk actually rips Wolverine in half. Whoa. Which is kind of badass. And they kind of did something similar in Deadpool 2. Yeah, they did. Yeah, with, with what the was baby, <laughs> baby legs. We'll just go with the legs there. Okay, okay. Yeah, when uh, yeah, when Deadpool gets ripped in half by, by Juggernaut. God, I just yep. forgot about that, and I remembered it, and now I'm just oh, squeamish. you can go back and watch uh, Deadpool oh, I too. I really want to. Uh, Ruffalo again speaking to Variety said he would love to see a solo Hulk film flesh out the backstory of his character and put him against Wolverine. And I mean, Disney does have the rights to it, so. Are you going to take a chance with another solo Hulk movie that will be like, man? You know what? As long as they don't have Hulk poodles, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean. Boy, right? they had two shots to make it right. But then again, I've got, you know, I got, uh, I want Fantastic Four to happen again, so I can't <laughs> say no to the Hulk. Well, Everybody gets another chance. And another thing, I mean, we mentioned this before, but John Krasinski has been in talks with again Marvel. with Marvel about a secret role. 
Well, some good news ought to really, some good news that story. Yeah, so we're going to keep tabs on that, and we'll give you those news because we'll have to tell BJ as soon as possible. If it's not Mr. Fantastic, then what are they doing? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing it wrong at that point. At this point, he's at the age, I mean, he's getting close to 40. Got a little gray. You could put a little gray on the temples. That's exactly who he'd have to play would be Mr. Fantastic. I I just want that. Yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, that's what they got. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. So uh, who would that be? Would um, uh, Steve Carell be Ben Grimm? Who would he be? I mean, uh, (laughs) no, this is not going to be an office (laughs) remake. And his wife, Emily, I mean, she could be a good Sue Sue Richards. Actually, they've done a uh, what is it? A fan art of that, and it looks awesome. I got no problem with that. Yeah, I think I'd be cool with that as well. Yeah. So give us your casting choices as well. BJGeekNationGmail.com. Send us all sorts of emails and messages. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what do you got? So we're all being good kids and staying home and being good, being safe, staying healthy. <laughs> we're trying, yeah. Uh, so we're doing a lot of movie watching, a lot of TV streaming. But BJ, yes. I found this just for you. You love The Matrix, correct? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you watch a movie that you really, really love, you want more stuff like it. Yeah. Yeah. So how about 12 movies to stream if you really like The Matrix? Interesting. And, All right, I'll, I'll I have what you got. I, I have an idea of one that might be on there, but it's kind of a dark horse because I don't know if anybody has actually seen it. So I'm gonna say it, and if it's not on there, I totally understand. But I still think people should go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Equilibrium? Oh. Great movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. It's an older movie with Christian Bale, and they use a martial art called Gunkata, and Ooh. it. The story is a little slow, but it's in a futuristic world where they mm-hmm. get a, uh, get rid of uh, all emotion, so no one can have emotion, and they burn books, kind of Fahrenheit 451, sort of oh, that sort nice. of thing. Dang it, like I had a freaking idea for a story like this once. <laughs> well, unfortunately, oh, it's no. out. And then um, uh, Christian Bale's character is one of these enforcers who go around, and then suddenly he discovers emotion, fights back, does all these things. Apparently, he misses a dose. Yeah, he misses mm-hmm. one of his doses, and... It's a really good movie. The fight scenes are fantastic. I was going to say the fight choreography has like one of the most iconic gun scenes, I want to say it is, mm-hmm. where he yeah. rolls in. Oh. Uh, equilibrium. And okay. that is actually on the list. Nice. Oh, Why yes. the Matrix fans will like it from the depressingly bleak futuristic mm-hmm. setting, inhabiting mm-hmm. an unwitting, unwittingly manipulated populace, highly stylized action sequences, and long black robes making up much of the costuming. Yep. This futuristic thriller that some might call a guilty pleasure feels like a direct yep. descendant of The Matrix. And it's not really, like, the, in between the fight scenes are kind of slow, um, but I still think it's worth watching in its entirety at least once. And then every subsequent viewing, you can just literally just go to each of the fight scenes. I've done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so have you guys seen this movie? It's 1998's Dark City. Yes. Yeah. And that's a trip. I did not like it the first time I watched it. By the way, Equilibrium is on Netflix. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I know what I'm doing tonight. In a dystopian future, a totalitarian you know. Yep. <laughs> did you ever see Dark City, BJ? I, gosh, you know what? It sounds very familiar. What's it about? It's Oh, oh go, go ahead, Vicky. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, you know firsthand, go I know, for it. Yeah, I know this one because it's basically, uh, there's this city, the Dark City, okay. where a guy's trying to get out of. He's trying to leave, and he realizes he can't leave the city. He can't go to, essentially, the beach, which he's trying to get to because he sees the billboards for this. And he's very confused as it goes on because every morning he wakes up and things are different. But he seems to be the only person that perceives this. And then he wakes up one night to see literally the city changing and moving because it's 
it's actually, spoiler alert, it is aliens on an alien ship who are changing it to uh, check out the behavior of the people oh. to see if they notice or if it changes them and they put them in different roles. So at one point, one guy might be like a librarian and the next time he's a butcher and they're just trying to do some human behavior studies mm. in this sort of weird gerbil cage Even sort of thing. Even though you told me the ending, I still might want to check it out. It's, so it, that one you can check out on Vudu. Um, you oh, can nice. rent it or own it or you can watch it free with ads. You can stream it on Vudu, V-U-D-U. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Vudu is a really good uh, uh, streaming Voodoo's service. Vudu is now doing a streaming service that they no longer like you have to buy it. Like you can well, watch it with yeah, ads. Yeah, it says watch free, free with ads. I guess some Why of them are doing it. That? Uh, I'm maybe. guessing maybe during the pandemic. Maybe, yeah. People are going to like it so much they're going to pay for it. <laughs> I have a question, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Is the island on this list? Oh, oh the island's good. The island. That's a good one. Uh, that was the one with uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Was it? He, was it a Huey McGregor? Yeah, Huey McGregor Ian, and Huey? Scarlett Johansson. Uh, the island, or is that the? I thought the island was. Uh, oh no, you know what I'm thinking? Shutter Island. Never mind. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so they all. Yeah, it's 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 Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, and Michael Clark Duncan, I believe. I think yeah, it is yeah, not on the yeah. List. yeah. Good call. Yeah, that's a good movie. And that one seems instead of like more of the Matrix, which kind of makes sense on that. That's a little more like Blade Runnery or Logan's Runny. Yeah, like definitely. it feels for me on that one. But that's still a good call on that. Yeah, but, Joe. But yeah, the reason why Dark City uh, Matrix fans would like it, it's uh, Alex Proya's neo noir tale of an oppressive futuristic society. Mm-hmm has long been the subject of comparison to the Wachowski's hit, which came out just a year later, with some calling it weirder, darker, and even better. Ooh. Uh, oh, man. Next one, I'm curious what you guys have to think. Of. Like, this one, I don't know. Inception. Yes. 2010's Inception. I have a... Uh-oh. Um, uh, uh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I haven't actually fully watched all really? of Inception. Even I have. Yeah. I own it. I have to watch it again. I'm, I, sh- I gotta be taking a, 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 actually a list of this because I need some things I'll to watch. I'll send it to you. How about this? <laughs> Is it oh, the, the list? Yeah. Stuff send it to me. Gets you, Rev? I, it just, it didn't quite grab me. Like, I don't know for some reason why it didn't, but like all of it, like Dream Within a Dream, all of this stuff seems very interesting and I've read tons of like the theories and all the breakdowns of it. It just, I... Wasn't too interested in watching it. Yeah, it. I will. You know, it's funny because I own a copy and I have yet to watch it for a second time, Rev. And it's not something I want to go back to. I don't know why. It's maybe too actiony and not deep enough. Like mm. you know, there's something about the Matrix. The story just compelled me. Inception didn't compel me the same way. And yeah. yet, I can't tell you it's a bad movie, right? You know, it was a good movie, the but only, I just don't know if I want to see it again. The only thing that annoyed me about it was the whole whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> thing that they did. Oh, I thought that, that was that cool. Every well, it was cool for that, but then everybody copied it. Uh, and so yeah. it was just an everything, and that just kind of annoyed me. Oh, kind of like the Matrix thing when people were doing the spin around scenes. Exactly. Yeah. When um, Shrek did it, yeah. I knew it was that over. was awesome. <laughs> uh, well, why they say Matrix fans will like it? If it's not for the highly imaginative, Oscar winning visual effects, the mm-hmm, concepts yeah. of technology used to invade the mind and the artificial realities are sure to make fans feel right at home with Christopher Nolan's mind bending classic, and you can stream it on Netflix. Nice. Okay. All right. It's worth it then at that point. All right. This one I have not seen. Oh. Escape from New York from 1981. Oh, oh you yeah. should watch it. Yeah. yeah, Escape from New York is great. See if it holds up. I think I always get it confused with uh, the other one that he was in. Kurt, was Escape it Kurt from Russell? L.A. No. <laughs> Big Trouble uh, Little China? That one. Okay. 
that's, that's <laughs> which is not too. it's not something if you love the Matrix you should watch, um, but you should just watch it anyway. Yeah. So, um, in a war torn, <laughs> crime ridden United States Air Force One crash lands inside the maximum security prison that was once New York City, convincing the police force to offer a hardened criminal, Kurt Russell, a pardon if he can bring the president out and alive. Within 24 hours. And this was the first one, right? Escape from New York was the first one. Yeah, Escape from LA, LA was the second. Yeah. yeah. That was a good Snake movie. Plissken. New York was good. Um, so why would Matrix fans like it? Uh, apparently, John Carpenter's politically charged B-movie is rich in claustrophobic post-apocalyptic thrills. Mm-hmm. But the secret to why it has remained a much-worshipped cult classic decades later in... Uh, it's because of the irresistible, authority-defying attitude of eyepatch outlaw Snake Plissken, <laughs> arguably Russell's best character and one the actor hold, still holds dear to to this day. It'd be interesting to see someone who hasn't, like you, Vicky, who is older and uh, or younger and really uh, you've grown up with really good effects yeah. to watch what essentially is a B-movie by John Carpenter who makes a lot of good use of practical effects. And I'm on like but, that weird... I mean, it's not I'm like in that line, huge. like I'm a 90s kid, really. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in the 90s, so I got the crappy effects and then I grew up <laughs> getting to see them get better and better and better. Uh, but you can stream it on Shutter or get it on Amazon Prime. Nice. Let's do one more. All right. Uh, let's do this one because I don't feel like we talk about it enough Uh-oh. in general in society. And, and I know oh. I'm pretty sure we've all seen it. Okay. The movie Nine, not to be confused with the musical one uh, like Chicago. Oh. Is this the Tim Burton one? The animated one, right? Yeah, the animated. I don't remember if Tim Burton did that one. Yeah, I have never seen it. It looked like Tim Burton's kind of animation. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Um, But Nine is an animated movie. I I remember seeing it in theaters. It is not for kids. Yeah. uh, Very much not for kids. And I lost it. I know. I was looking at the the wrong one because it wasn't. (laughs) The one I was looking up was something else entirely. Oh, is it the dancing uh, musical? Yeah. Yeah, no, it has to be the number nine. Don't spell out nine. Yes. So a ragdoll that is voiced by Elijah Wood learns that he and the eight other hand-stitched beings like him are amongst the last living in the aftermath of a cataclysmic war between man and machine, but soon discover that they may hold the key to humanity's last chance for salvation. So why the Matrix fans will like it? Essentially, if you replace the characters of the Matrix with sentient ragdolls and throw out all the artificial reality <laughs> plot point, you still have much of the same post-apocalyptic, technophobic, prophesized hero's journey in this animated gem is based on director Shane Ackles, Acker's original short film and produced by Tim Burton. So Tim Burton yeah, produced it. Exactly. And that was the reason why, because it seems very Burton-esque oh, when yeah. it comes down to it. That's on Netflix. Yep. Nice. On Netflix. Yeah. Uh, check out our Facebook page and I'll post this so you guys can also stream all these. And until next time, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.